We've been buzzed all day here in the afternoons, team, because I've now moved through to Studio B, which is where we do our musical performances, and in front of me is an object that is probably worth more than the entire RNZ building here on the corner of Hobson and Cook Street. What is it? It's a violin. And holding the violin is a multi-platinum, award-winning superstar, David Garrett. Hi, David. Hi, Jesse. Nice to see you. <laughs> Love the introduction. <laughs> I first thought you were talking about me as the object. So I'm happy you, you switched the direction. <laughs> it's, it's difficult to put an exact price on you, though. Ah, uh, well, yeah, I guess you're right. Let, me, you're let right. me put it this way. If you were in a boat with that violin and it was sinking, who do you think the insurers would save? Um, well, I would try to save the violin. Obviously, this is something uh, which hopefully will uh, go on to live for many other generations <laughs> to be heard, and um, even when I'm already dust. So I, I can understand the insurance. Can you tell me about this violin, please? Oh, absolutely. Um, well, this is a beautiful instrument built in Italy in uh, 1734. Um, it is named uh, the Baltic. It's a Guarneri del Gesù, which was a contemporary of the famous Antonio Stradivari. What people might not know is that Guarneri del Gesù violins are fewer because um, he lived a shorter life. Um, he did not have people working in his workshop. Um, Stradivari is supposed to have built about almost a thousand instruments. Guarneri del Gesù built about 180. <laughs> so you can imagine that the prices for del Gesù's um, are more expensive than uh, even Stradivari violence. It's um, it's a hidden secret. Yeah. And as you talk to me, you're just you've got it in one hand, and it's sort of bobbing around. I mean, <laughs> well, I, I know how to handle it. <laughs> I've been playing the violin since I'm four years old, so it's uh, I, I know what to do, and of course, even more important, what not to do with the mm. instrument. Because if we were to put it on a um, up for auction and um, the collectors of the world knew that it was being auctioned, what sort of price do you think it would? Well, reach? it was at auction just about. Two months, two and a half months ago, okay. and it actually, um, I thought it was a steal for $10 million. <laughs> no, really, you're laughing. No, to be quite honest, if you would buy, and I think every dealer in the world would confirm this, if you would buy the Baltic at a dealership, we're talking about upwards of $16 million. So $10 one million. Six. One six, yeah, yeah. New, uh, US dollars. US dollars. Come on. Uh, so it was really a steal. It really was. Do you travel with your own security? I have it in a very good carbon uh, fiber case, which is very, uh, very strong, you know, protected, you know, also from humidity because uh -huh. you know, instruments react um, more to humidity than dryness. So, um, but I don't have a security team. I have obviously somebody who travels with me who makes sure I, uh, you know, I'm showing up on time, yeah. which is very important. <laughs> <laughs> but besides that, we, we take, I take good care of the instrument and uh, that, that's it. Does it need much maintenance? It just needs to be played once in a while, you mm -hmm. know. Well, you want to hear something? Uh, yes, please.
<laughs> Still warming up. Great outro. <laughs> um, okay, well, we might come back to the violin. Let me t- sure, talk sure. to you, uh, David. Tell me about your early years of playing violin. Well, the early years probably did not sound that great to people who were listening to me because obviously you start as a kid um, playing a classical instrument or you know a string instrument in particular. Um, it is very important to start at the age between four and seven um, because there are certain uh, physical um Nuances. Mm. Uh, you have to not think about. If you want to do a. Um, I don't think about it. It's my, my hands, which were, you know, luckily um, being put to work yeah. at a very early age. So they know where to go, they know where to place. Um, the, the fingers even in a very quick pa- pa- passage. Um, of course, you still have to practice. You still have to do your scales. You still have to make sure, you know, things are played very clean. What I just did, I would practice at home again mm. because that wasn't 100% perfect. But, you know, I just wanted to show that certain things you just have to not... Th- you can't think. It's too quick yeah. to think about every note which is being played. And that That's stuff doesn't get locked in unless yeah, you begin so, so, very early. Yeah, so you have to start. I mean, I started age four. Um, must have, I'm pretty sure it sounded horrible. You know, there is no such thing as somebody picking up the violin and, and being a wunderkind and, mm. and playing, you know, beautiful Beethoven. Nobody picks up and... Nobody does that, but everybody does. <laughs> no, no, you can't do it. You can't do it. Look, that hurts this, you more than it hurts and me. And if you sound like this, you might be a genius because you actually at least played in tune. Even the bow was <laughs> shitty. <laughs> but it's, I mean, you obviously have loved the instrument, but it must have been hard. There must have been times when you hated the violin, surely. Oh, I wouldn't say hate. I think that's a very strong mm. word. I'm sure there was frustrations, um, especially learning the violin. Every musician has frustrations, especially when you're young, you're impatient. You don't necessarily even know sometimes why you're doing it. That's the big question. Um, people tell you what to do. I mean, there are a lot of um, you know elements which add up to being, you know, feeling uncomfortable. Um, but music was always my my partner in crime, you know. So for me, uh, I, I learned the instrument to be able to make music. So at the end of the day or at the end of the night, even though a day might have been not so good and frustrating and, and painful emotionally, um, I, I, I loved listening to music and it brought me always back to the instrument, which at that point already knew somehow to handle. And so it became your dream, but presumably it was your father's dream as well for you to get this good at violin. Well, um, I guess my dad had a a very strong affiliation with classical music. And to be honest, if he would not have had um, this uh, connection, uh, I I wouldn't be sitting here. Um, He was certainly a, a driving force. But with everything which has to be learned at an early age, um, if you're talking about dance, if you're talking about sports in general, uh, you do have to start early. And no five-year-old, six-year-old kid is um, 
practicing or doing sports more than maybe 20-30 minutes a day by, by him or herself. Mm-hmm. So there is always a driving force. There is no messy Uh, without Messi's mom or Messi's dad, <laughs> you know, there is no Mozart without Leopold. There is, a, you know, no, you know, physically you have to work at an early age very hard, and that that's not something you do as a kid. How many hours a day would you have done? Well, it depends. I mean, I'm sure there were days where I did two hours, but there were also days where I did maybe six or seven. So, yes. Theoretically, in, in, in the times of the wokeness, that sounds like child labor, but <laughs> it were, we were different times. And to be quite honest, if, if the world only would be woke, there wouldn't be any great <laughs> people anymore around. Sorry. That's the truth. Um, you have amassed more than five. Oh, you're going to get some letters. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> we're okay. We're okay. Pe- right. People know you're joking, sort of. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you've sold five million albums. Yes. You've performed for the British royal family. Is there one audience member that you remember performing for who you were particularly impressed by or particularly excited to be playing for? No, they all look the same naked, so <laughs> I didn't really care. <laughs> Barack Obama? Uh, well, he I might look slightly I didn't better naked. imagine him naked. <laughs> no, I'm just I mean, in the end, you know, they're all human beings. Um, they are all super nice to me. There's never been an encounter where somebody uh, was, uh, you know, arrogant, especially Barack Obama was very kind, very sweet, you know, even like um, requested a song. You know, it was, it's very unheard of normally when I play at these. Um, Did just? Yeah, yeah. Uh, norma- normally when I play with, you know, at these, poli- not, it's not a political event. Yeah, I mean, but, but for- more formal events. Formal event. Yeah. People don't really give a uh, care. Yeah. Um, about what, what the artist is playing, but you know, he, he apparently is, is a big fan of Bruce Springsteen, so he actually let his team know to let some other team know to let my team know, and probably other people in between. Uh, I should play if I can play something from from Bruce Springsteen at the event. So I did. What did you play? Uh, Born in the USA. Come on, uh, on the violin. Yeah, I use the pedal board because there's obviously not that much harmonies going yeah. on, uh, but it was uh, it was a fun thing. <laughs> is that fun for you to take a what is essentially a pop song and and work out how to play it on a ten million dollar violin? Um, well, it becomes easier the better you become, also as an arranger as uh, mm. and as a composer. Um, I was very fortunate to have made the decision. Uh, when I moved to New York, not only to work with with Itzhak Perlman, who is like a freaking legend mm-hmm. on the violin, uh, but I was smart enough to to try out a double major also in composition, mm-hmm. uh, which definitely gave me um, gave me something more than if I would just be able to yeah. play the violin. Yeah. I suddenly saw music from a different huh. angle. I suddenly felt. Um, I can do something with a piece which I hear, you know. So, so that that really helped um, making me the the person, the musician I am today. Without composition, um, I would be a good violinist, but I wouldn't be the you know the the character I am yeah. these days, you know. Um, and I'm really keen to hear a more traditional piece for you, but but is there anything front of mind that you could play that that listeners might know from another context? Let's see. Um... <laughs>
that's a smooth criminal about Michael, Michael Jackson. Jackson. Uh, that should, should ring a bell. I did kind of like a um, jazz violin around for the lyrics. A little bluegrass. Stuff like that, or a Nirvana. Oh, what else? I mean, there's so much material which I did. Um, I heard you made a bit of a stir with ACDC. Ah, well, a long time ago. I mean, obviously, it's such a um, beautiful and, and smart riff on the guitar. How can you not do that? Same with Metallica, um, oh, yeah. Master of Puppets. Yeah, come on. Just made a Hamilton boy very happy. <laughs> music, music that was never conceived of when this violin was made in 1730. Well, it, Beethoven wasn't meant for the violin either because all this stuff was later. So okay. <laughs> let's face it. <laughs> Before Captain Cook even set foot on New Zealand, this violin was making beautiful music. And this is an impossible question to answer, David, but does it sound like a $10 million violin? Yes. Um if it's being played right and obviously also it looks like a 10 million dollar violin yeah. because it's extremely beautiful i mean it's not only the sound it's the quality of the wood it's the finishes it's the varnish which especially talking about cremona um uh, early 18th century mid 18th century uh it's, it's uh, unsurpassed so Will you play us something to finish? Oh, absolutely. What do you want to hear? I mean, after playing so much crossover, I feel like I have to play a little Bach. So Thanks just to kind much. of like uh, have something the violin was meant to be for. <laughs> Thank you. 
so much. You're welcome. <laughs> what will you play at this concert tomorrow night at the Auckland Town Hall? Um, I'll play some classical stuff. Um, I'll play some Schubert, Ave Maria. I play some Saint-Saëns. This one. Beautiful classical stuff, but also some fast things from Asturias, um, from Isaac Albinus Asturias. So a little flamenco is also in there, Tico Tico, some um, Mozart, Turkish march, an arrangement which I wrote. So it's all the way through, um, you know, the diamonds from classical music, short pieces. I talk a little bit about the pieces always and Great. a little bit about life, music, fun Wonderful. and adventures. Wonderful. David Garrett, multi-platinum award-winning violin superstar, will play tomorrow night at the Auckland Town Hall. There are tickets available. You can buy them at Ticketmaster. Thank you so, so much. Thanks, Jesse. Great to meet you. Great to meet your violin. <laughs>